Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols, and it is Golf Thought Thursday, where we work through common mental game struggles and explore the ways you can improve your mental game so you can shoot better scores. On today's Golf Thought Thursday, we're going to be exploring confidence. Yeah, you heard it, confidence, the thing we all want. What is fragile confidence? And what makes confidence robust and able to stick through anything? But before we get into this episode, if you feel like you need one-on-one work on your mental game, that's what I do. Yes, I host this podcast, and I love hosting this podcast, and I want to do it forever, but my actual occupation that pays the bills is working with players all over the world on their golf psychology. If you like these Golf Thought Thursday episodes, this is the exact type of stuff that I work on with players. So, if you'd like to take the next step to improve your mental game, then send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com, or you can visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. The links will be in the show notes to do both of those things. All right, let's dig in and learn some things about confidence. What is confidence? Most people would define confidence as knowing something is going to happen, having a certainty that something is going to happen. You might say something along the lines of, I have full certainty that this shot is going to be good. I know I can hit this shot well. That's definitely a nice feeling, but that's just a feeling. No one can have perfect certainty that something is going to happen. You can't predict the future. So, A reason why so many people find confidence fleeting and fragile is because they base their confidence on the future going exactly how they expect it or need it to. And when the future doesn't go according to plan, your confidence is shattered. Basing your confidence on future certainty is very fragile. Another form of confidence that can get you in trouble is positive self-talk. It seems helpful to say positive things to yourself, and positivity is definitely better than negativity. But here's the thing about being positive. Your brain can usually tell when things aren't going well. Your brain knows things aren't brimming with positivity. It can tell when what you want is there and you're here, that you're not satisfied with how things currently are. So what happens when you try to cover that reality with positivity? You subtly show your brain that things truly aren't the way you want them to be. Imagine a kid playing in his room and a storm is coming. He's a little worried, but nothing crazy. He's not, you know, shivering or scared. I used to get really, really scared of storms. But this kid is just a little bit worried. He's not crazy scared. But then dad comes in and says, it's going to be all right, son. Don't be scared. Chances are this is going to make the son more scared, not less. Suddenly it's very clear there's something actually worth being afraid of. Even though it will be all right, the positivity highlighted the direness of the situation. Positive self-talk actually made the negativity stronger. A third form of confidence that almost everyone is guilty of is result-oriented confidence. We need good results in order to be confident. If we hit good shots, we feel great, and we feel like the next shot is going to be good. But as soon as we get in a streak of bad shots, or we've missed a few short putts in a row, we lose all sense of confidence because our game hasn't gone well recently. This is clearly a fragile source of confidence. As a general rule of thumb, 
if confidence can come and go that easily, then it's fragile. So what is a good source of confidence? Well, some, some people asked some questions on Twitter. Average Dad on Twitter asked why confidence is fleeting. Or as Neil on Twitter said, why is it fragile? Or as Snappy Hooks on Twitter said, and I really like this one, why is it wispy? What's a source of confidence that doesn't bend or break every time something bad happens? Based on what I've learned in talking to experts on the podcast and reading psychology science, here's the Mental Golf Show's official current definition of robust confidence. Being okay with any possible outcome because of your belief in your ability to handle that outcome for what it is. I'll say it again. Being okay with any possible outcome because of your belief in your ability to handle that outcome for what it is. What's a more stable version of confidence? Needing everything to go just right or being okay when things don't go right? How about this? Needing the future to go exactly according to plan or being able to handle a future that doesn't go according to plan? Or how about this? I need good results to feel good. Or I believe in my ability to hit good shots even when I haven't hit any good shots recently. The basic difference here is one version of confidence needs the future and results to go well to feel good. The other version of confidence is okay with whatever happens. Fragile confidence is based on certainty of the future. But because the future is inherently uncertain, we can't predict the future, then that confidence can't be trusted. Confidence based on the future going exactly as expected cannot be trusted. Also, fragile confidence is also based on quality results. But golf is inherently full of low-quality results. We all know that. Not to mention other players and random conditions and very small margins for error on each shot and dispersion patterns and and just the craziness of golf. You know, conditions on the ground, uh, the, the ball getting bad bounces, the, the weather conditions. So confidence based on quality results can't be trusted either. Robust, resilient, flexible, stable confidence is based on two things, acceptance and space. Uh, Let me say that again. Robust, resilient, flexible, stable confidence is based on acceptance and space. So what does this mean? If you remember from the first appearance of Raymond Pryor on the podcast, he talked about this. Confidence comes from acceptance and a sense of space. I loved that episode. I highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode. That was, I believe, February of 2022. So it's been about a year and a half since that one, and it's still one of my favorite conversations I've ever had. So I highly recommend you go listening to that. So in that episode, Raymond Pryor talked about confidence coming from acceptance and a sense of space. So what what are these things? Let's Let's dig into acceptance and space. Acceptance means seeing things as they are, not as you wish they were. When you wish things were different, that means you're not okay with how things are. So naturally, you're not going to be very confident if you're not okay with how things are. But if you're seeing things as they are, and you're okay with how things are, then you're able to be more confident. You're able to have a good feeling about your ability to handle the situation 
because you're okay with how the situation is. You're not wishing it was different. So that's acceptance. Now, how about space? What about uh, a sense of space? The sense of space that Raymond Pryor talks about means that you're allowed to make a mistake. Think of these two scenarios. You have a 10-yard wide fairway that's lined with OB on either side. Or you have a 200-yard wide fairway with no hazard in sight. Which tee shot are you going to feel more confident over? The super wide fairway with unlimited room for error allows for more confidence because of the sense of space you have. The wide margin for error allows you to swing freely and confidently. That's because mistakes aren't dire. This might not be a common golf course scenario, but you can give yourself that wide margin for error on a psychological level. The way to have this mentally wide margin for error is by having a good relationship with mistakes and failure. As long as a mistake would be detrimental to you, you're not going to swing confidently. But if mistakes are just another shot rather than life or death or detrimental to your game and who you are as a golf golfer, if they're just another shot, then you can step up on a difficult shot and have confidence because you're okay with making a mistake. Mistakes don't scare you, so you can have the bulletproof confidence in your own game to hit a good shot. You don't need circumstances to be predictable and comfortable and certain to feel confident about your game. You don't need to have good results recently to be confident. So, how can you have this robust confidence for yourself? You can work on your relationship with failure. You can become more okay with mistakes. Mistakes can happen, and that's all right. Mistakes can show you what you need to work on instead of proving that you're a terrible golfer. You can say, I've worked hard up to this point, and I'm going to continue to work hard after this round, so whatever happens here is okay because I'm, I know I'm going to keep working on it. Stats and course strategy can also help with this. They show you logically how things are going and what you need to work on. I encourage you to go listen to the recent episode of The Mental Golf Show titled The Psychological Benefits of Taking Stats. I get deep into the value of stats and how they can help your confidence. These allow you to have acceptance of your current reality as it is. And they allow you to have a good relationship with mistakes and failure, which gives you that sense of wide open space. That kind of confidence is unshakable. Any outcome can happen and your belief in your ability stays the same. I would never call that type of confidence fleeting, fragile, or wispy. Next time you play, try to think about what mistakes would mean to you. What would failure be? And would you be okay with it? If you would be, then you can have robust confidence. You could have confidence in your ability to handle anything that could happen. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this Golf Thought Thursday about confidence and what are fragile sources of confidence and what are more robust sources of confidence. I hope this can help you in your own game and, and allow you to have more confidence throughout your rounds of golf and uh, your your future in golf. As I always mention at the end of these episodes, what you've heard isn't therapy. It's meant for information and education purposes only. If you feel like you need personal help on some deeper things you're going through, I encourage you to go talk to a licensed professional. But on the golf psychology front, 
If you feel like what you've heard doesn't quite cut it and you'd like to work one-on-one with someone, I'm a golf psychology coach. I work with players all over the world on improving their minds so they can improve their performance on the course. We work on these kind of things like confidence uh, all the time. So if you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. All right. Thanks again to everyone who listens to The Mental Golf Show. Whether you're new here or you've been here since day one, I really appreciate the community that we've built. It's awesome. It's It's been one of the great satisfactions of my life. If you've enjoyed this episode, go subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I would love it if you shared this episode with a friend who's up when they play good, but down when they play bad. They're probably basing their confidence on fragile sources. Okay, thanks for listening to The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I'll catch you guys next time.